TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Danny and Dusty. All right. I rock smashes your scissors. With the latest on the Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and the hottest topics in sports. Hey, what's happening, Norm? Well, it's a dog eat dog world, Sammy, and I'm wearing milk bone underwear. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. No! The fan. Hour number two here on Danny and Dusty on a Thursday afternoon. Jordan Schultz in for Dusty here. Jeff Rust behind the glass. Wherever you're listening on 1080 The Fan, AM radio, or watching YouTube.com backslash 1080 AM The Fan or Twitch.com backslash 1080 AM The Fan. We appreciate you. Love you. You can be a part of the show, whether you're on Twitch, whether you're on YouTube, or on the Vancouver 4 text line 503-864-6326. All right, this article came out uh, from Chris Mannix and Sports Illustrated after a sit-down with the Milwaukee Bucks' Damian Lillard and his transition to Milwaukee after, you know, 10-plus years in Portland, Oregon, obviously being traded September 29th, going into this season right before training camp is set to get underway for the 2023-2024 NBA season, being paired with uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and a new head coach, in uh, Adrian Griffin to start things off and just how different things were going to be. And it's interesting kind of taking a look at this. Anytime we see big star trades, whether it's the Heatles, whether it's Kevin Durant going to OKC, there's always this thought process of things working instantly. And I bring up the Kevin Durant one because it's different than the Heatles because the Heatles come together and it takes a couple of years. Kevin Durant and Kyrie and James Harden, it was a disaster, but it never really came together. Kevin Durant joined an established core of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steve Kerr. The pecking order was known. It was established. And then everybody kind of deferred to prime KD. Going to Milwaukee with a first-time head coach and a new staff while trying to integrate with Giannis Antetokounmpo at the peak of his powers, is not proving difficult, but it is more difficult than I think both sides imagined it was going to be. I mean, you're moving to the middle of the country where it's cold, nothing really going on, your family's not there with you, you've now changed head coaches in the middle of the season. That That's about 
as much tumultuous like happenings in your life on top of the divorce that he's going through. I mean, personal stuff aside, just trying to move and deal with like living in one spot while your kids are in another, have something going on where, where you're literally traveling around. So you don't really feel like you're ever at home in Milwaukee to begin with. Probably. I mean, I read some quotes from that dude literally goes home to watch YouTube at night. Mm-hmm. He watches boxing clips on YouTube and then goes back to practice because he is so lonely. I, I feel terrible for Damian Lillard. And that's the thing is that, you know, without getting into the personal stuff of the part of this, is that he is away from his kids now. Yeah. And I, I know directly that it is bothering him. That it sucks. is it has been problematic for him. It has been something that has eaten him up. This is a guy that, you know, he's he's kind of fueled by his family and his kids and uh He's in a, a big house in Milwaukee. He brought everybody to Portland with him yeah. originally. I mean, it's obvious his mom, he's a good his brother, guy. his cousins, yeah. like everybody's around. Um, you know, <laughs> talking to him over the years. That it was always loud when we were on the phone because there's there was always people in the background. A lot of love, and that that's good. And he's yeah. missing that obviously. And that's the thing is he's in a big house. Um, he's took over the house of a former player with him and a cousin who's there occasionally, and that's about it. Yeah. That's a stark difference. Then and you... in the winter, in the snow, you literally can't <laughs> leave your house in Milwaukee unless you've got like a snowplow, pretty much. Like you got to go Jeremy Renner status and not run over yourself to yeah. get somewhere. It's uh, it's an interesting proposition of of where he's at right now, and I always try to humanize even the multi million dollar athletes like Damian Lillard, who's worth probably more than half a billion dollars. Yeah, because there's no amount of money that fixes that. No. There's no amount of money that fills that hole, that fills that empty space, that helps that loneliness. Like it's just the old adage of money doesn't, you know, it doesn't solve everything. It's 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 true. And while it does make your life easier, it brings its own burdens along with it. Money always they're, they're, just because you don't have problems revolving around money, you still have other problems in your life. Two sure. things can be true. You can be rich and still have issues going on in your life. So the, the, there's the family portion or the lack thereof with Ford Dame out in Milwaukee is is problematic for him, uh, and I think that fed into I didn't think I very much believe that it fed into uh, his slower start and how he's kind of played this season. Uh, that's been a big adjustment, but also a first-time coach and a new staff that they didn't know what they were doing, and they didn't they had to kind of feel things out and understand and work through things. And you know, I I heard through the, the entire process that he was going to get Adrian Griffin was going to get fired. Yeah, he just wasn't going to last. Uh, I, I think I said around Thanksgiving, if this lasts beyond Christmas, I'll be shocked. Uh, he landed, it lasted a little bit longer, but eventually he was on the way out. Um, well, just imagine, too, you go to a new place with a guy in Terry Stotts, a familiar voice that you worked with basically your whole career that got you there. And then what? Not even two weeks in to training camp, he quits. So very abruptly, you know, that kind of good feeling that you thought you had in Milwaukee just goes away. So even to begin with, it's just a tumultuous start from Portland to Milwaukee. Trying to transition didn't obviously go so well for him. So you just look at not only the off-the-court stuff, but on the court and the problems within the Milwaukee Bucks locker room. I mean, they're still they're still having issues winning right now. And when you ain't winning, it's not fun. And then you go home to an empty house, you think about not winning even more, I would assume. Well, and that just goes to show you exactly how probably... I don't want to say toxic the locker room was or, or or the culture around there, but something was obviously seriously wrong because with Damian Lillard just coming in, you know that that had to be that had to weigh heavily on Terry Stotts before he decided to be like, you know what, I'm out, I can't do this. 
You know what I mean? I would think that that uh, yes, they still have a very good made it a tougher decision yeah. for him uh, than it would have been if Damian Lillard were not. If Dame's not there, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and then I think that's that's part of it. It's it's clearly you know that was a uh, uh, not if not one seventeen red flags for Adrian Griffin to start that um, a beloved coach in relationship with Damian Lillard was foiled in the first two weeks. That's uh it's not not great, Bob. Right. Well, That's and especially it. yeah, when it, and especially when it's a first time head coach and you've got a guy who's been in the game as long as Terry Stotts. A, a literal title winning head coach. Do yeah, not I mean. yell at that man. Let <laughs> let him let him finish the conversation about his best t- like he knows offense. He helped the Mavericks win a championship. Maybe let him coach Giannis before he comes over to the huddle. Yeah, it's so or that, maybe let him coach the guy that he coached for, you know, a decade basically yeah, no to, to help fit him into the system yeah. there. Pipe down, Adrian Griffin. Let the guy you hired do his job. Like that, that, that would would have been probably, uh, to be honest, a career saver. Had he leaned on Terry Stotts more, that's uh, what as, I thought he was brought in to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Was to lean on his knowledge. But also, first time head coaches, they have, uh, and rightfully so, a fear that a veteran coach behind them is the dude who's going to replace them well, as soon as they get fired. Some guys end up like Doc Rivers, and some guys end up like Earl Watson. It's just the way that it goes. Are you smart enough to not only know how the game is played, but to coach your guys correctly? You're you're coaching men here, and then all your other head coaches, or excuse me, assistant coaches. Some of them are already head coaches and obviously we know griffin could not handle that dynamic for a week well and the thing and, and first time coaches and you know younger head coaches and whatnot they know most of the time they need somebody with experience behind them to help them run things and keep things together and be a glue guy and so it, yeah to me it was always just i found it weird that that stots bounced so quickly something well, was seriously wrong there. and that's the thing is that you know the Mannix asked Damian Lillard about that. He's, he, Terry Stott's exit uh, in the preseason shocked everybody. He played nine years for him. How did that affect you? Uh, Dame goes on to say, I think when Terry left, that part of it, the familiarity of what we were doing, it kind of left with him. Now I'm like, okay, what's this play? I was kind of in the figuring it out stage. So when you really don't uh, know stuff like the back of your hand, it's hard to direct traffic and tell people, I want you right here or there. Point guards, especially veteran point guards, we play the game differently than a young, talented point guard. We are just manipulating everything. It's hard to do for a team and yourself when you're just trying to learn. And he's he's highlighting some very important things is that um, I talked about this, I want to say about last week or two weeks ago. It's a very subtle but very simple thing. Damian Lillard likes to come down the floor on the right-hand side. Giannis Antetokounmpo likes to come down the floor on the right-hand side. Figuring out who's going to trigger the offense and be on that side of the floor, that takes time. You know, I've I've talked to veteran players and and asked, you know, how long it takes for you to kind of feel this stuff out. And while some people are like, oh, that should only take a couple days, a couple games, a couple weeks, a couple months, years. Years is the answer that I've received. Over and over and over again to get the intrinsic feel and Mannix asked Damian Lillard about kind of what his anticipation was when he got traded there. He said, I thought we would be kind of like where the Celtics are right now. In that they had the established core, but the pecking order didn't need to be figured out. Like, bringing in Christos Porzingis, like, he's not going to be above Tatum. No, everybody knows that. Because of Tatum's two-way play. Uh, two-way play. Some nights, Kristaps will be above Jalen. Some nights, he won't. But it's 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 an easier fit. Giannis, I think, is at the point of like wanting to show that he's got um, a bag still. The uh, I can I'm much more than modern era Shaq, and I think that 
that has kind of played in sense of hesitancy from from Giannis. And from what I understand, Dame has kind of stepped back and like let Giannis be Giannis. But there's been a full court press from from the press in interviewing both Dame and Giannis about how both are saying Dame needs to do more. Dame needs to take over. Dame time needs to be the fourth quarter. He is brought in to be the offensive guy. Yeah. Giannis is great as he is, and he's a first ballot Hall of Famer already. He's MVP, Finals MVP, title winner. It's going to go down as a top 15 player of all time. He's going to go down ahead of Damian Lillard. That's unquestioned. But the one quote-unquote weakness is where and how effective he can be in the half court throughout the regular season and in the playoffs. That's where Damian Lillard shines. So getting that integration and figuring that part of it out, that is the thing that has caused, I don't want to say consternation, but they they aren't they haven't been seamless or as seamless as you would think they would be. And I don't think it's because of anything inherently bad, no. but you do have two first ballot Hall of Famers that, it's not ego, but it's try, trying not to supplant somebody and trying to fit in a way that makes sense that you can't just force to work. Well, also, you, you get down to that offensive side of the ball for Milwaukee and Damian Lillard, new point guard for them. He's one of the best pick-and-roll point guards of all time, right? You could tell that as soon as he got to Milwaukee, trying to get that worked with Brooke Lopez and Giannis, doing a pick-and-roll after working with LaMarcus his first couple of years, and then basically settling in with Nurkic. I mean, Dame really hasn't had to learn many other play styles or try to learn the pick-and-roll with any other players. This is the first time in his career, really, that he's doing so. And when Nurkic got traded from the Nuggets, it seemed within five games they were seamless. I don't know if it was just Nurkic like buying into what Dame does, and you're kind of talking about, well, Giannis, you know, he's, he's a top-15 of all-time player, Hall of Famer, he's going to go above Dame. So no, he's not really just going to to fall into what Dame wants to do. And Brooke Lopez certainly isn't either because he's a much higher paid center in the NBA, been around a bit longer than Yusuf. So yeah, these guys implementing into Dame's play style, it just, even now with 24 games left in the season, I don't think they can run the pick and roll like Dame could in Portland. No, and that's the thing is there's an understanding and Dame highlights that as well. He discusses how, you know, if, uh, the early stages of Jokic and Nurkic with Jamal Murray, like trying to figure things out there and uh, how those things worked and uh, developing it where they are now. They don't even have to think. It's just all based on feel. Just there. Yeah. Damon LaMarcus, over three years, they, they they basically ran the same play, and it, was, it, it, it wasn't – I keep saying play. They ran the same action, and it, it's not a play. They're not trying to get this exact thing. They're saying – we know what we can do, and we have a counter to your counter to your counter to your counter. It was one of the best two-man games at the time in yes, the NBA. Yes, and that's the thing. is like, But they knew, okay, if I set the screen here and they trap, I know I, I'll hit you here. Or if they're going to come at this angle, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to escape to the right this way, and I'm going to go ahead and throw a rat pass to you here. If they drop, I'm going to hit you here. If both play under, which, dumb, I'm going to pull for three. Like They, they just, they, they didn't, there was no talking it through. It's a symbiotic relationship. Everybody's on the same page. And that's why I'm saying it takes years yeah. to have that fundamental understanding. And I I truly believe that this is the best pick-and-roll pairing in the NBA. It's the best one-two pairing. Is Jokic is the better player than, than Giannis. Dame is the better player than Jamal Murray. So I think that the, the distance between the two, I, I lean towards the Giannis-Dame pairing. But where Jokic and Murray have the upper hand is in that experience, in that feel, in that intuition. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see 
just how far they can take that relationship as they get ready for the playoffs. And not only that, but you bring up the co- uh, connection between Murray and Jokic. The willingness by Jokic to just pass the ball first. He doesn't have to shoot. You're just talking about Giannis. Like, no, he needs the ball. So Jokic is much more willing to give it up to Murray. And that, I think, makes it much more of a relationship comparable to what Damon Yusuf or Damon L.A. had. It's going to be really interesting. Again, I don't want to go through the entire article because it's a lot. But uh, again, Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated sat down with Damian Lord, and they dive into a ton. It's a couple thousand words for you to dive into to kind of get an understanding of where Dame's at, where the Bucks are at, and Dame's, Dame's and Giannis' relationship on and off the floor. Uh, I, I will just say as a side note, and anecdotally, um, Dame and Giannis have wanted to play with each other for years. Like Dame told me, God, five, six years ago, when I asked him just to, you know, shooting it back and forth, like, who's the guy that you want to play with? It was always Giannis. And he goes, eh, you know, we talk. We talk, you know. like uh, yeah, yeah, the there, conversation's there, going. There, there was always, like, some, like, I- I'm trying to get him here. I've tried to get him here. I want him to come here. Like, you know, so that, it's, I, I don't think it's a personal thing. I think stylistically it's just trying to find those right levers and you, you're you going to run into walls. Um, I, I, I'm still going to put my money on that. But uh, coming up next, Caitlin Clark is breaking records over and over and over again. We'll uh, keep an eye on her going forward as she sets for number one all time here on Danny and Dusty, Danny and the Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Iowa's Caitlin Clark is uh, at it again. She's breaking more records. She has now broken the women's major college record for scoring. After passing Kelsey Plume as the number one NCAA scoring record, uh, she knocks off major college scoring record uh, along her way and her path to becoming men's and women's college basketball's all-time leading scorer with only Pete Maravich remaining. She is absolutely freaking incredible. I don't care where you stand on men's basketball versus women's basketball, blah, 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 blah. Did we mention it on air? 
the whole sticker on the floor thing? Is that what we're, did we talk about that on there yesterday, Rust? The Caitlin Clark shooting location? Oh, no. No, we didn't. I think no. it was off air, right? Yeah, it was off air. So there, the Iowa social media threw a sticker on the floor from where she pulled up and just absolutely banged that three from uh, to set or to break Kelsey's scoring record, um, which was a Lillard-esque three, and she scored eight straight points uh, to open the game to break that record. Now, was that against Nebraska, I remember, I think is what it was? Um, but regardless, her teammates lined up to shoot from there, and the number of bricks they put up, was hilarious. They it was horrendous across the board. Then Caitlin Clark walked up and casually hit it again. Yeah, logo Clark. Let's go. She is an all time score shooter. She doesn't play defense. Do 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 not get it confused. Once again, logo Clark. She's just <laughs> like Dame as far as the non defense goes. Now, now, did I read the other day too? She uh, uh, thinks that the the sticker was misplaced. It's not in the right spot. Oh. Uh, I, look, what, too too close. I would, I would imagine she's. People like that know that stuff yeah. intricately. Like Dame's brain is a computer. I I would talk to him after games about particular plays, late at night talking about film, whatever it was, and he I would say one thing. He's like, no, 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 it was this, 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 and this, and he would remember inch by inch, foot by foot, kind of exactly. Like yeah, I don't remember what I ate last night. The, the <laughs> people like that in sports have savant like brains, and I it would not. It would not surprise me in the least bit if Caitlin Clark was the latest in that line of of people. Uh, but she is online and on pace to break Pete Vermich's record. And the get-in price, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think the cheapest get-in-the-door ticket for that game is? Uh, I'm going to go 300. I'm, I'm going to throw solid three bills out there. I was going to guess probably yeah, like 3-4. Almost double it. No. 538. Wow. We're talking like playoff tickets. The old Nate Silver, huh? Yep, there you go. <laughs> that was about that was almost how much it was to get into a Seattle Mariners playoff game for yeah. 17 innings last season. Record breaking stuff, man. Whoa. And, and and she's got social media juice behind her. Yeah. So it's uh Vancouver Ford text line. Could she have beaten Steph Curry in the three point contest? <sighs> yes. Possibly, like, yeah. The same way Sabrina. Sabrina, could. like almost like, good, yeah. Yeah. So and again, Caitlin Clark is that kind of shooter. Like it's just Can the, I can I be a little bit of a jerk though regarding yeah. that? What if Steph used this, the WNBA ball, which I believe is half an inch diameter smaller, wouldn't it be easier for him? Yes. So, but is this really an equal competition? Well, I'm not trying to go like, oh, women are worse. What I'm trying to say is, is different. this an actually it's equal competition? It's, a, it's different. Now, part of what what Kenny Smith got roasted about was... Which his, I don't think he was trying to be... Right. Well, so here's yeah. the thing. So I, I didn't watch it, but she did she use the, the men's ball and also no. shot from the men's line? She, women's... Women's ball, men's line. Women's, women's ball, ball, men's, men's line. line. Okay. He had men's ball, men's line. Now, I, I I understand that maybe he kind of stumbled over what he was trying to say a bit and maybe didn't put it out in the way that he meant to. Uh, but in my mind, and I'm going to go ahead and assume what I think Kenny Smith was trying to say, was that in him trying to say that she should have used the women's three-point line, it's a it you you have that distance. In your head. That's part of your muscle memory. Yeah. Right? You know that shot. Unless you're a freak like Steph or Dame. Right, like where you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's just like, it's, a, it, it's you know, right. it's math. So, <laughs> I, so it, and, 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 well, and look, she was in a no-win situation anyway, really, because even if, if she had shot from the women's line, they'd be like, oh, well, it's because, you know, she was it, using, She shot from the women's she line. She was using the yeah. women's ball, closer, and she was shooting from ball. closer. Yeah. But for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of, uh, it, 
It's not like for like. They put up so many shots, thousands and thousands of shots over their lifetime, hundreds of a day. The perfect thing to call out was, remember the the in-season tournament court? Mm -hmm. The Mavericks court, they did not use it because the three-point line was off by about a half inch. Right, yeah. And it was because one of the players was shooting was like, what the hell? This like this feels this, this feels wrong. And, and they that, they got the tape out and they're like, and can't use the floor because it's off. Yeah, <laughs> and that's exactly my point yes. with Sabrina. It's because it's just it's just you're so you've t- she's taken so many shots mm-hmm. from that exact distance and mm-hmm. you push it out a touch more and it changes things. It's it not cha- a touch. I mean, it's it's like a foot and a half more. Yeah, exactly. That's, so that's not that's not insubstantial. So like while Kenny Smith may have been clumsy about what he said, I think the the point of it. Was he wasn't trying to? The point of it was not to try to denigrate. No, her. I don't think I don't think he was at all. So that's well, yeah. And then even further on this nice text uh, coming into the Vancouver Four text line: ball size matters. Haha, <laughs> that's what she said. You get accustomed to it. Give Steph a woman's ball, and I bet it'll take him a little bit of time to get used to it. I I remember back in like I don't think so. No, high school, like yeah. middle school, high school. You could feel the difference. I have tiny hands, yeah. y'all. Look at the YouTube stream. Tiny hands. I could feel the difference between a men's basketball and a women's basketball, and it was burgers. All I'm seeing right now. Old, 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 tiny, old, hands. old tiny hands. Trump over there. <laughs> hey, look at look at them. They're so big. Um, <laughs> Just don't do it. His double dance, but you could tell the difference. But even holding with my tiny hands the damn basketball uh, for women's versus men, and it was slightly easier to put it in the hoop. In fact, there was one game I believe my entire team knew we had a women's ball. We didn't say anything because it was easier to shoot with. But I'm not trying to say, oh, women versus men, they're better, or this one's better. I'm trying to say there's still a couple of questions for me regarding that three point competition. Uh, That's and, all. And breaking news: Caitlin Clark is now entering the WNBA draft. Oh, I'm shocked. She will be the number one overall pick. The Indiana Fever hold the number one overall pick. So Iowa, from Iowa to Indiana, a little Midwest legend right there. There we go. So Caitlin Clark has an opportunity uh, this weekend to break uh, Pete Maravich's record. The interesting thing, and it's brought up on the text line, is remember, uh, Pete Maravich did this without a three-point line. That's a very good point. That's a lot of twos. And a lot of twos and no shot clock, I believe, either. And also did it in less games because freshman eligibility was not a thing when he was in college. Well, I saw that, yeah, he did it in considerably fewer games. 83 games. But yeah. uh, also, what was the thing I saw? She's done it on 20 attempts a game, whereas he did it on 38 attempts per game. Well, a man was not leaving yeah. shots on, on foul. He, he, yeah, there's a reason why Got him up. There's a reason why they called him Pistol Pete. He was gunning. Yeah, he Absolutely. averaged 44.2 points per game, though. So still, uh, 38 still, shots, 44 points. Still a little point per possession. That's, that's, that's pretty good. All right, coming up next, it's our worst day on the web, and I'm actually still deciding between two because they're both terrible. But I think I'm going to lean towards the one Jeff Russ put in here because it's absolutely insane and unhinged. But first, here's the big Kahuna Sports Center update. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. This is Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080. The fan. It's 1.30, so it's time for our worst day on the web. And uh, I have one that I've got queued up for tomorrow. But Jeff Russ found this one. Uh, I don't know how many people are are aware or remember Chief Saholic, the Chief Superfan that went on a uh, supposed bank robbing spree. What? I missed this. Yeah, apparently he was fairly prolific. Like, it wasn't just 
like a robbery or a couple. He he, there was I think even a string undersells it. So he uh, he was in courts. This is the guy that used to. If you're wondering, remember the old cartoon wolf that had his eyes like bulge out of his head, Auga! like that kind of a cartoon wolf mask. That was how he used to show up to Kansas City Chiefs games. My God. Well, in late 2022, he went missing only for fans to realize he had been arrested for armed bank robbery. Oh, really? Like like actual armed bank robbery? Yeah, okay. like an actual. This isn't a joke. Bank robbery. His real name is Xavier Bobadar. I always thought Xavier was a sexy name. So I mean, it it, it is, but also Bobadar Xavier Bobadar sounds like um, a soap opera star. Yeah, uh, yeah, from Days yeah. of Our Lives, right? Xavier yeah. Bobadar. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, not the, he's the villain. He's the guy right alongside Stefano. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, that guy uh, on Wednesday, yesterday, pled guilty. To a string of armed robberies that resulted in more than eight hundred thousand dollars being stolen to fuel gambling debts. My God! So remember, we played the uh, Shane Gillis skit earlier this week. Yeah, here's your sign. Yeah the the very large uh, the uh, the Saturday Night Live skit based on uh, betting on your friends. Yeah, rock bottom kings. Rock bottom kings, where you can bet on your friends which one is most likely to uh, do something incredibly degenerative. To go out and pay gambling debts. This Parlay one, how they will ruin their life. Yeah, and this one, I feel like this has got to be at least like plus, plus plus $2,500. $800,000. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Also, at the same time, you, you would think, I, I guess, we are a cashless society now, so even though banks are required to at least have $10,000 on hand, to hit, you must have hit a lot of banks that didn't have a whole lot of cash on hand. Well, now eight hundred thousand just doesn't sound like that much. Uh, yeah, so this is literally like old school. I went into a bank with a gun and robbed the vault. Uh, that's crazy to me. I, I don't hear of this as often anymore. No, and as crazy as this is, his lawyer had absolutely unhinged comments in the uh, opening opening arguments, or, or I should say, op- the opening comments of the closing. Yeah, arguments. Th- well, this was. I think this was a statement outside, like the courthouse. Oh, yes, this is going to be good. From the beginning of this case, folks, the government has been blitzing, and Xavier's pocket was collapsing. But today, Xavier stepped into the pressure. He took responsibility for his actions. He stood up in court, humble and repentant, and admitted what he had done. Now. If I know anything about Xavier, and if the Chief's Kingdom knows anything about Chief Saholic, we know that he doesn't give up. We know that if he stumbled and he fell, he didn't let his knee touch the ground. And that's because he's capable of doing a great thing. And he knows that there's still hope. We still have a lot of work to do on his case, but Xavier wants everyone to know that he loves the Chief's Kingdom, he loves Kansas City, and he hopes that you'll rally to his support. Thank you and God bless. There's not a chance in hell that if I played that and said, this was from Saturday Night Live, that you would not believe that. <laughs> yeah, that's so, fair. That is absolutely unhinged. And I, I hear the, the knee not touching, and I'm like, Dutch yeah. fans are going to get triggered by that. <laughs> Michael Dyer was down. <laughs> uh, what, what, what I love, and it... it, it 
rings true of a of a different meme of which well anyway i'll allude to it and you all can put it together i love how in there he says and he never gives up he just pled guilty in court. He literally just gave up. I cannot stand the defense attorneys. It's like after he's like, you know what? This guy's contrite. He has owned up to his mistake. You mean doing what you're supposed to do in life? <laughs> yeah, what you're giving him is like a freaking medal. Stop. It's like the never surrender thing with, you know, except they're using his mugshot. God. Guess what? That picture is from him surrendering. Never gave up <laughs> until he pled guilty. Yeah, and, he fought till and, the end. And literally gave up. Oh, no, wait. He's still fighting. No, he's not. He's in jail. My lord. I don't even know what to do with this. I'll be honest. Like, also, how many different ways can he say Xavier? Xavier. 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 Xavier and Xavier. That's the one that always drives me nuts is the Xavier. It's not X, It's not Xavier. Xavier. I always screwed up Oh, that no. Way. It's Xavier. We're talking about Professor. <laughs> that is, professor yeah, yeah. Xavier. Xavier. That's, that's, I think that's why I screwed up. That's. I mean, that's what I go with, to be honest. Is that I, I, I use the Marvel well, but isn't the, is, isn't the university just Xavier? It's not it's Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. yeah. So if I Xavier. if I'm saying the university and then I want to say it like Doctor Xavier, I'm screwing it up. Shut like up. nobody calls it a xylophone. <laughs> Be a lot more fun if they did. I feel like we'd use the letter X a lot more. Nobody uh, refers to the xylophone anyway. Right. So. Well, you know, it was just an example. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. So he's supposed to be sentenced July 10th. He faces up to 50 years in federal prison without parole. I feel like that's not enough. He's older, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but still, like multiple bank robberies. Uh, no, he's twenty nine. Oh, he's old. so he could still get out. Multiple bank 80. robberies, uh, uh, violent string of robberies of banks and credit unions in seven states. Oh yes, he's and then multiple laundering states, like, the yeah, stolen money through casinos. Lines. Oh, that's that's like casinos. Stuff. Yes, basically, it said that he was so he uh, he was using he was using the money that he stole and then using that to gamble, gamble? to try to launder it. Holy. To pay back debts. I mean, this sounds like mob esque. He's going to federal prison. Mm -hmm. He's not going. He he's. <laughs> and they said, I don't know why this tickles me so much. Uh, Babadar, known for attending NFL games, quote, dressed as a wolf in chief's clothing. The media. Somebody who whoever wrote that was just so proud of themselves. And it's in, it's oh, in this yeah. article. It's in quotes, so I don't know if that came from like a you know like a court document or what. I'm saying whoever wrote that though, probably his lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Give, give I'm betting a nice on the big... lawyer. Like this lawyer was like was an English major. Was like who just just did not have the creativity to write. Yeah, and was just like you know what I I need to change the law. <laughs> I'm very loquacious. Yeah. Listen to me talk. It's yeah. That's actually a pretty good impersonation of him. <laughs> I try. Uh but yeah, this is this is unhinged. I, I mean, it's always kind of weird when you see like these because we had free throw guy here in Portland for a while. Imagine if free I went and to I, school with him. I I, I I talked to him several times. He was a nice enough dude. Um, kind of weird looking on TV when you see it. But some people loved him. Some people hated him. Just the the point is, imagine if that guy got arrested for robbing banks. You know, imagine it wouldn't if, surprise me. Uh, I think it would at least catch some people off guard, though. Shut up, Rob. This part of the story also tickles me. So he must pay at least $532,675 to the victim financial institutions and forfeit, quote, any property involved in his money laundering activity, including an autographed painting of Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes II that has been recovered by the FBI. Well, that'll sell for three or four grand. That's about it. Was it painted by... Jackson Mahomes, an autographed oh. painting of Mahomes. How do you get a painting autographed like that? Like you just bring it to like, him. I guess. 
They're, they do private signings. I mean, Justin Herbert, there was a time where you could just send him anything to get autographed. He still does this, I believe, every offseason. You, you pay $300, $500, and you can send him stuff to get signed. I bet it wasn't even that, because, I mean, this guy was well-known as, like, the number one Chiefs fan, so I'm sure oh, he, yeah. he had a bit more he was at access a banquet, than, yeah. than, you know, than somebody sitting up in Section 702. You know what I mean? But I'm still the, 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 the lawyer using the football terminologies knee down the government has been blitzing xavier and his <laughs> pocket was collapsing like how long do you think he searched for that like i need to find something yes i, I need know. yes i need something that works as i need football puns synonym for this I, pocket collapsing <laughs> yes yes that's it he that's... wanted to go viral with this crappy like Whatever he's, I mean, doing. he should have gone yeah. out there full NASCAR with like ads for his <laughs> law firm on his suit. Like, yeah. if you I mean if you're gonna go full cheese, go all the yeah. way in. Well, yeah, wear just a hat. Yeah. Start out with the outtakes. If you don't chew big red, then f you. <laughs> right? <laughs> for like Michael Scott, like you know, when time's not a factor, I prepare like five intros. I'll, I'll try each one of them. When you're working on your mysterious later parts, like I just. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is all very, 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 very weird. Uh, speaking of very weird, uh, I saw this pop up as right. We, get, we, we were getting ready for the show. Uh, speaking of, of soap operas and days of our lives, Jerry Jones is wrapped up in a paternity suit. What the? But he's old. Danny Dusty, Danny the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. Vancouver 4 text line chiming in on the last segment that uh, I bet that lawyer used chat GPT to come up with that. I hope he did. You know what? During the next break, I might try to put in, uh, I need I need football-related puns for a... Chiefs super fan convicted of robbing a bank. I love ChatGPT. I've used ChatGPT for like my sports updates just to find stories. If you have it connected to the internet searching, I, I do pay for the, what is it, 20 bucks a month uh, to have it actually connect to the internet and use that info. So it's not bad. It can come up with some pretty unique things, but usually you better, better do some work and confirm all that information before you go with it. And uh, this guy sounded like uh, it was directly from a chat GPT script. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely unhinged level stuff, which kind of falls in line with the um, story that popped up on the front page of ESPN today, which was Cowboys owner Jerry Jones must take paternity test. And I was like, for Stephen Jones, not his kid. And like, apparently there's been a long going uh battle between Jones and a 27-year-old woman who claims that Jerry Jones is her biological father. A Texas judge on Wednesday rejected an appeal from Jones on a 2022 ruling in a paternity case brought by one Alexandra Davis, who has previously alleged in a separate lawsuit that she was conceived from a relationship Jones had with her mother in the mid-1990s, which problematic for Jones because why? He's married, of course. That's, you know, uh, oil magnet, or he's not oil magnet, a football sports magnet, um, and guy who took money from the Teamsters to buy the Cowboys, I'm sure has always been on the up and up. Oh, I'm sure every time he goes to a hotel room on his own, I'm sure he's never had anybody but his wife in there with him or never, ever had a tryst anywhere. Ever but his wife. So, Since 1963. This is the... Uh, this is the the totality of this. In March of 22, Davis sued Jones in Dallas County, asking a judge to void a legal agreement she said her mother, Cynthia Davis, reached with Jones two years after she was born. 
The 1998 settlement allegedly said Jones would support them financially as long as they didn't publicly say he was Alexander's father, something the married owner of the Cowboys has denied. Davis has since dropped that case, saying she would instead seek to prove that Jones is her father and then file the paternity case. So... Davis's original lawsuit claimed that Jones pursued Cynthia Davis, who was also married at the time, and they met while he was working for American Airlines out of Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> Little Rock. Huh? So, uh, some Little Rock uh, action. Said Bill Clinton, Jerry Jones, both liking some strange in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'll tell you what, them ladies, oh man, Little, Little Rock, Arkansas ladies, they, they get you going. The interesting thing about this is I that I did not have sexual relations with that woman. But it's Jera. Depends on what your definition no, of is is. is. Still might be the best line ever in human history. <sighs> the def what depends on what your definition of is is. It's like, did she get in your pants or not, yeah. Bill? I mean, that's just yes or no. Well, I don't quite know. Depends on what your definition of pants is. <laughs> Outside the pants, inside the pants. Look, it was only second base. It wasn't a home run. Ah, if you read a couple of other books, there, there's, a, there's some other allegations. <laughs> a couple, and this is direct from like Secret Service agents from Bill Clinton. Like, ah, they stooped. That's just, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. The interesting thing here is that attorneys for Jones say Alexandra Davis has received millions of dollars from Jones in her lifetime, according to court documents. I, I feel like this needs to go full Maury Povich. You are the father. Like that's that's what brings Maury back, right? Although is he? Well, is he, is he alive? Well, he's, he's alive. alive but okay, I, I Connie is super old him. now. He's getting old. Yeah, and he is. Let's let's, 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 let's let's do a quick check. Maury Povich alive, sure eighty five. Yeah, yeah he's but I up think, there. Yeah, wow. That's that's older than I thought even. Well, he stopped. He didn't stop Maury until he Wait, was like in his early eighties. It was recent. It's only been a few years. Yeah. Povich is married to Connie Chung. You oh didn't yeah, know that? forever. Yeah, forever. Well, because they were both Maury Povich was a news anchor. Yeah, I knew that. I just yeah, that's how they met. Back into wow. God, what was the show? Was it? Uh, was it? I know there was God. It was a, a current affair or something. Yes, like that. Some, yeah. It was like he was more one of those syndicated shows, an investigative reporter, yeah, yeah. like Inside Edition. No, it was actually you go back and watch it. It was really good, and then yeah. he sold his soul, and it was like you know what? Yeah. I'm just going to read paternity tests and lie detectors. Well, that's like how Jerry Springer actually, started out as a serious talk show. Yeah. And yes, he did. With Jerry Springer, which well, you go get that money. Jerry but was a mayor too. Povich has actually done it recently. Yeah, as of December 19, 2023. Maury Povich was consulted for a paternity test. Oh, yeah. For the Denver Zoo. Uh, Denver <laughs> Zoo wasn't sure get, who, which. Getting that cameo money, basically, which, huh? Which, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, which orangutan was the father of the child? So they asked Maury Povich to deliver the results. Did, did the uh, not father run backstage? <laughs> did, did the mother run with her arms wailing around, screaming, not willing to take any responsibility for her admitted lies? I, that was the thing I hated about Maury Povich is every time you are not the father, they'd be like, oh, okay, this woman who's freaking out running backstage trying to get away from any responsibility or actually being called out for her lies and BS. Oh, no, 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 no. We got to protect her. We got to be like. The sanctity of the man that would be like, I knew it. I knew it. I want, I kind of want Jerry Jones to win now. I kind of want Jerry Jones to win now because the Jerry Jones victory lap on this might be pretty good. The man gets hot and bothered and hops on radio talk shows when his quarterback comes up short. What do you think he's going to be like if all of a sudden this woman has been after him for a decade 
chasing him, saying that he's her, he is her father. What do you think he's going to do then? We ain't found shit. <laughs> I just wonder how many other uh, flight attendants or airline employees there are out there that NFL owners have shooked that we're just not hearing about. There's a lot. We don't hear about it. I, I, I find this seedy side of not just sports but human behavior fascinating. I want to hear more. I love when people are caught. So, so this is a good day. This, this is fun. Because NDAs have gotten better. Well, yeah, like, I mean, the rumors of, like, you know, the, the NDAs that well, anybody with LeBron James has... Th- th- these reports have allegedly. been out there. Allegedly, but many different news sources have put this report out. It's like, oh, well, we know, but we don't actually know. Well, and if I remember correctly in the story, it was this young lady's mother who signed an NDA. She didn't yes. sign it, so oh. she's not beholden to it. She's anything. not beholden to it, which, if it's true, go get your money, girl. Right? Get that bag, man. CTC, cash that check. Amer- America in a nutshell. Right. I'm not beholden to the lawsuit. <laughs> we are a country of lawsuits. Am I, I being mean. detained? Going full on Wu-Tang. Cash rules everything around me. <laughs> well, there's some people earning themselves some money. As I just watched a defensive lineman run a 469. Dang. Well, that's, that's the new high, nice. I think. That is, that is the new high on the day for the Underwear Olympics, which this is a uh, good point to transition to. The NFL Combine is underway. There is a million news notes and stories, including um, sometimes saying less is really the, the way you should go about things. We'll get to that and more coming up here on Danny Dusty, Danny the Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.